let's say for example you're a copywriter and somebody engages you to write copy for them so then the questions you want to ask are questions that are going to frame their mind in the end result and so questions like so what are the goals of this copy what you know what copywriters have you used before and what was your experience good or bad so in those questions they're going to say oh well i've had copywriters before and they'll start giving you clues that they don't pay that they're not committed that it doesn't work and you can start digging down and i think just as important it is for you to interview somebody that you're hiring it's important for you to interview your clients before you engage For the cause, we fight for the cause. A circle of winners, we're business outlaws. You know that we win it. We fight for the cause. A circle of winners, we're business outlaws. 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 I miss my raspy voice. And Big Mike, owner and founder of Advanced Nutrients and Big Mike's Blends. That is right. B&B. And who am I? Well, you're Jamie. The wonderful Jamie Fox. TV host extraordinary. The one and only. <laughs> the uno and only. Um, make sure you guys check us out at businessoutlaws.com. Also on Instagram, Business Outlaws. And also Google Play, YouTube, iTunes. Subscribe, subscribe. 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 So, Jamie, you've dyed your hair. I see that. What's that all about? I'm blonde. Yeah, I'm you back are. To I like it. I like it. Freshly it's, single. Blonde. Yeah, it's the breakup. Um, is, that, is, is that the breakup, too? No, I just, I was blonde. And yeah. then uh, my uh, ex boyfriend was a hairstylist. Uh-huh. So, my best friend Graham is also a hairstylist. So, he used to do my hair and he liked me more blonde. And then when uh, my ex started doing my hair, he kind of made it more dark. And. Mm. I was like, I didn't really like it, but I just like, fuck it, whatever. And then when we broke up, my best friend Graham was like, I'm doing your hair again, and I'm going to fix this mess. And I was like, great. And then voila, here we are. I'm back. Is it really possible for a girl to be best friends with a guy? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Graham is like my brother. Oh, really? Yeah. We used to live together. What about the sex thing? Does it ever get in the way? We've never had sex. Never tried? No. No. Never thought about it? No. I mean, he's attractive, but he's funny. But like, I just, I don't blur those lines. It's right. like black and white for me. Hmm. And we're like home, like we're straight up like brother and sister. Like I'm friends All with right. his family. I went to Denver and, and hung out with his sisters. Like we're legit fam. He didn't feel like you were cheating on him when you had your boyfriend doing your Oh, for sure he hair? did. I called him my girlfriend. So like if we talk every day on the phone. So like if my ex-boyfriend came home, he'd be like, Mike, hey, talk about emasculating your, your, your best friend. Have All you right. ever had a girl call you your, their girlfriend? No, my no. ex-boyfriend would call him. He'd be like, oh, you're on the phone with your girlfriend? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I have a boyfriend. I have a girlfriend. Graham is my girlfriend and I have a boyfriend. So, but yeah, I mean, I think he got a little... Um, upset he was like all right well go have someone else do your hair it's fine and then when he started doing my hair he's like yeah he jacked up all the masterpiece that i did and it's true it, it looks better now so, so not only was Graham. he a terrible go. boyfriend he couldn't cut hair no he was an amazing hairstylist but it's just not my vibe he kind of liked things more normal and natural and brown and i wasn't so shout out to graham nation for doing my hair there you go yeah is he gonna listen to the podcast he Your listens ex? every single one because that's my bro no, your ex. Oh, I don't care. Um, I will say, uh, I don't think my ex is listening, but he did recently block me on Instagram two days ago. I would have too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just living my I'm life. I'm thinking about blocking you and I'm not even your ex. <laughs> How many times is it legal to post on Instagram in a day? Because I swear you have to be like... I only post twice Close a day. to being federally investigated. Yeah, I post twice a day. In the morning, like mid-afternoon. And if not, I just do it one Jamie, time. You're, you're like every meal you eat, every grocery store you go That's to is true. in your story. Don't anybody oh, yeah, fucking we, listen we, I, to we, anybody. We, like, we follow you. I, I yeah. see everything you do. Uh, at Jamie yeah. Fox, if you want to follow me on Instagram. No, I don't post food. Come on, what am I, 12? But I do post things. That's what I say. I'm like, is she 12? No, you're like, you post your workouts. You're like in yoga pants. I yeah. hike. You're bending over. I'm, I'm sponsored by Onnit. Uh, you know, like Joe Rogan and Aubrey Marcus. I've um, been sponsored by... Wait, is that a plug? No. Hey, I use their stuff for uh, their fitness stuff. Their See? plates and the, the yeah, gorilla head. They're and, great. Yeah, yeah the gorilla head kettlebells and, and all that stuff. The ropes and everything. Yeah, the battle yeah. ropes. Yeah, they're great. And uh, I wear their workout gear and I hike like five days a week. I Have you the, seen I this got, body? I got the Captain American plates. Those things are limited edition. Those things are hard to get. Yeah, they were. Well, mm-hmm. I got a whole stack. Are you jealous? You're gonna have. Um, are you jealous? You're gonna have cigar cool. smoke in your hair. I mean, whoever, whoever came up with that idea is genius. I know. They made Absolutely Iron Man once too. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking is it's weird that Mike smokes weed on the podcast and it's legal, but the cigars I'm smoking are illegal. Isn't oh, that weird? Well, they're not from the Americas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that will change one day, I'm sure. The cigars will be legal or weed will be illegal They don't seem again. to really crack down on guys who smoke Cubans for some reason. No, I think the fine's like 100 bucks or something. I mean, so I, I wouldn't harass Chris. Well, if yeah, I saw him out, I'd be like, I'm going to let that guy do what he wants to do. So today, we're going to be talking, we should tell him what the subject is today. We're going to be talking about collecting money from clients, getting paid by slow payers, and then also being selective when you need money. Like when you need money, but the clients aren't ideal, what do you do? What's the most somebody owed you that you, you had to go collect? What, how many zeros? That's a good one. Let's see. I had a guy take 125,000 cash. Got that back. Um, got that back. Wait, there's chase, a story. I had to chase a guy down for 125 pounds, 60 pounds once. I mean, so yeah. I've had how much is 125 oh, pounds this is, worth? This is, this is other stuff. At that time, it was about half a million. Whoa, how did he get away with that? Uh, the guy was a pilot. He was in charge of the load and decided not to go where he's supposed to go. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hey. Daddy went so off So how'd course. you find him? That doesn't matter. Just did. You have a lot That's of what the subject pilots. is here, Michael. <laughs> Just, we got to help him. How do you find somebody that runs away with you? You ask a lot of questions pounds? to a lot of people who don't want to talk to you. It's, it's funny. People do talk. I mean, you do actually hear stuff. Mm-hmm. If you listen. You know, they don't think the street is talking. Yeah, well, it does. Well, that's fun. Have you have you had people not pay you before? No, because my manager or agent kind of handles that. I don't. I've never had someone do that. And also, I'm kind of diligent and um, keep up with all that kind of stuff. I'm not really in that. I'm in a different kind of business, so it's it's easier for me to be like, here's my invoice, here's how I get paid. See you later. But do you get paid before you do the work? No. No. I always get paid after. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. I have some some ideas for it. All right. What were you going to say? Nothing. Okay. I just want to talk about the business way of collecting money. Mm. Not the underworld way. I want to talk about the underworld way. Yeah, everybody wants to hear the underworld way. The business way is boring. So most of of our audience, especially millennials, are freelancers. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but freelancers are almost... Like contract workers? Yeah, they're almost half of the workforce when it comes to millennials. Or 50% of millennials are workers... That are freelancing, which is crazy. It is. And with the way the economy is changing and things are going, it's going to be more and more. I think a lot of those millennials want flexibility. Yeah. And that gives them the flexibility. They go travel and 
do whatever they want to do. By the way, millennials, you should go and see the world. Here's a statistic. 70% of all Americans do not, do not have passports. You go to Europe, almost everybody has a passport. And that's a huge distinction because when you travel the world, you just figure out that people are people and we all have pretty much the same buttons to press and the same emotional outcomes. And once you realize that, you just don't want to, mm, I don't know, drop as many bombs and stuff on people because, and that's a problem. Look, in this world, in, in America, they keep America pe population feeding on America. The TV stations, all that shit, it is all just nonsense to keep you watching and thinking that you're in the greatest country in the world, which we are. However, there's a, a lot of other great countries out there and people should go and explore and you should watch different news than the stuff that that you're that, that they're feeding you get feeds like i watch bbc sky news i'll watch russian news because it's always fun to see how they spin the shit i i just you watch it all and, and you get an idea and sense of what's going on and you realize hey everything that they're pumping out to us here in america just isn't the shit that we actually should be watching and caring about. In Europe, you actually get still get news. CNN International is different than the garbage they pump it into our heads. So travel the world, see the world. That's the one thing I will say you will learn so much about yourself, humanity, and it'll make you a better person. Yeah, Sky too, right? Yeah, Sky I News. I like BBC yep. and, and Sky, yep. and it's funny. What's how, Sky? It's just a network from, yeah. from England. It's SKY, yeah, news. I think that I, you know, a big part of my career was freelancing and consulting. Mm -hmm. And um, oftentimes when I would turn a business around, they'd owe me some pretty big checks. So I had to put some bluffs in and some systems in place beforehand because it's, you know, it's hard to get people to write you huge checks sometimes. Yep. There's always a, a little thing they do in their head where they're, trying to figure out if it's easier to um, not pay you than pay you. So especially with really aggressive entrepreneurs, if you're doing business with them. So the first one that, that I learned very early on is to get paid up front. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's good at what they do should get something up front. I mean, not the whole amount, but you should get some sort of money up front. And then when you get money up front, the person who you're doing the work for is vested. If you ever do any work for free before they're vested, their interest in it, their commitment to it is, is going to be less than what's desired. Correct. And so everybody who's really good at what they do is getting paid up front. And you need to change your mindset and not be afraid to do that. To ask. Ah, which brings me up to a, a story. When I was uh, first starting a business with uh, Advanced Nutrients, we were also on the equipment side at that time. I can remember, I was as happy people were doing freaking business with me. It's like, just selling them stuff, selling them stuff, and yeah, I'm growing weed and stuff, so money's okay. And then one day, someone's looking at the books and goes, hey, you're, this guy over here owes you $100,000. I go, oh, shit, how did that happen? Well, he's never paid. I go, why don't you guys, like, no, no one talked to him. So I, I went over there, I go, hey, you owe me $100,000 and you know, it's been past due and you're ordering more stuff. He goes, yeah. He goes, I was seeing how high I could get the bill before you come and ask. And I said, he was just playing around. He was. And I go, motherfucker. I go, listen to that. Yeah. I said, this is a lesson. All right. So then I started putting in strict policies. I also 
look at average days to, to how long it takes to collect. That's a number that I watch. Overall, how many days outstanding are your invoices? And you will try to get that number. You know, when we started, it was like 28, then went to 16, and now it's like 12, and probably actually lower than that now. And, and so you got to watch all that stuff. And here's the thing. Here's the biggest lesson of it all. When you start asking for money, when people owe it to you, people in their heads who you're selling to, something shifts. It changes the frame because, hey, you're not asking for the money. You must not value what you have given him or believe that it was worth that. If you really worked your ass off and that's a great product and you got a lot into it and that motherfucker doesn't pay you, you should be going after it. And when you do, they will respect you more. They'll respect your brand more and you will start getting paid on time. So n never be afraid to ask for the money. Never. Yeah. I remember when we first met Mike, like, I don't know, maybe a year into it, you had a distributor here in the US that was into you for a million and a half bucks and you were yep. they were bleeding your cash, right? Yep. And they weren't listening to what I what I was telling them to do. And my one partner is like, oh no, they're good. And I said, listen, these guys are shitheads. This is why, this is why. So I finally painted a, a picture where I put them in a corner. And I said, listen, we're giving them 60 days to complete these tasks. Would you believe if they don't complete these tasks in 60 days, then we absolutely do have a problem and we're gonna get, go, get they're gone? Because absolutely. I figured he'd go talk to them and they would, you know, pay. but I figured, no, they wouldn't not, not just pay, just do things in, in general. Like why, why I had to get rid of them as a distributor. And sure enough, 14 days came in to fuck all. I said, there you go. Now they're gone. Weren't they stealing your um, recipes too? Yeah. There, there was, yeah, yeah but they, they, this is a deal. So here, here's another lesson. Don't give people your recipes, but I was smart. I was on my, probably my fourth or fifth gen of nutrients and I gave him my first gen and second gen recipes because I told my partner, I go, these guys, if we do this, could just really fuck us. And then we also sent some things in um, packages that they didn't know what was in it. But um, yeah, they had, they had. So they were mixing they had, packaging they and had, distributing? Yeah. And, and so then when you break up that, that distributorship, they had formulations and stuff. And so that made things messy, but everything worked out in the end. But you had to get a pretty big time lawyer and oh, you yeah. had to go oh, in there. Oh, shit. With, yeah. Didn't you hire like yeah. um, yep. had to get mercenaries big big. to go in there? <laughs> no, um, I hired, I, I know a guy had some connections in the government. And so when I did go to collect the money, sure enough, he's there, he called the police and this guy stepped in and goes, Hey, this is the situation. And the cops actually backed off. And then he saw that and he went fucking, whoa, whoa. He just ran up to me and said, I'll pay you whatever. Da, 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 da. So anyways, long story short, we worked it out and, uh, we got our, our uh, distributorship back and boy, did that, that market, the U S market took off. And if they had just done what I told them they'd do, they'd still be there well, they'd be and they'd rich. be fat and happy yeah. and they'd be really rich. So fat and happy. The, they would. the first lesson is getting paid up front. But then the second one that I found is people are trying to tell you who they are every step of the way. We just don't listen. And we get um, something that Mike coined the phrase that I use a lot called deal heat. And so what happens is you're a freelancer. You need money. And so you want work. And so you're not listening to the signs of them telling you that they're not going to pay you and they're not going to, the signs are all there. And so mm -hmm. the second thing that I, that I would say that I've learned is that you want to have some sort of system up front for asking the relevant questions. And those questions are fact finding for you, but they're also framing for them. So 
it, let's say, for example, you're a copywriter and somebody engages you to write copy for them. So then the questions you want to ask are questions that are going to frame their mind in the end result. And so questions like, so what are the goals of this copy? What, you know, what copywriters have you used before? And what was your experience, good or bad? So in those questions, they're going to say, oh, well, I've had copywriters before. And they'll start giving you clues that they don't pay, that they're not committed, that it doesn't work. And you can start digging down. And I think just as important it is for you to interview somebody that you're hiring, it's important for you to interview your clients before you engage. Because you could spend months working on something and then be chasing money for six months, have to get a lawyer and the whole thing. So asking relevant questions up front and framing them too, right? Absolutely. And so I find that like when I ask like, hey, so who have you had do this before and what were the results? Give you a good insight into their experiences. And somebody who has never had a good experience with somebody, most of the time it's them, it's not the freelancers. So if you've never never been able to find a copywriter, never been able to find somebody who can work out, it's you or it's the, you know, the person hiring you that is probably the problem. Their track record, they're telling you. Absolutely. And like the, the hiring process, you you got to start framing their experience from the very first interaction that you have with them. How do you get over deal heat when somebody like is worried about paying rent and then there's a job, but the job isn't ideal, but you take it and then you end up regretting it the whole time when there were other jobs out there right around the corner that you could have. That's a tough one. Got Yeah. That's a, look like when I'm in a good situation. So when I do get deal heat, I just tell myself, Hey, this is deal heat. Step back. And I try not to get emotionally vested in this in, in the thing. Now that being said, like I got a couple deals on the table right now. I'm not showing it, but you know, I'm horny They're as hell. You oh, fuck. You have no idea what these deals do. make you, do you horny. These, these ones do like, and I don't get that many. These ones do. And I've been working on them for a while. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Kind of like the marijuana millionaire. That's a that's a deal you're working on, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> Look at her. No bitterness, like a, Jamie. I'm surprised Jamie showed up today. Yeah, I know sour grapes, maybe. I don't know. Oh. So Jamie, yeah, so I have the next marijuana millionaire, and it's a TV show. It's a TV show. Ten episodes. Right. Right? It's like The Apprentice meets Shark Tank. But Let just. me tell you about it. It's uh, 16 budding entrepreneurs. I don't think you're good. <laughs> I don't think okay, you're good. I got the whole you're script memorized. So, okay, so, you're okay. not good enough to tell us about it. Let, oh, okay, let's. so here's well, the apparently deal. Apparently not. So Jamie was down to, to her and uh, another lady here, and uh, her name is Brooke. <laughs> Brooke is, is and, more talented and uh, pretty. No, no, or? actually. Okay, so here's the deal. So, She's taller. <laughs> she posts more. Her on Instagram. tits are bigger. I don't understand what it is. Uh, no, I'm not like that. However, they're both good. Now there's some advantages and disadvantages with Jamie. Right. She knows me very well. Mm. She understands me. We've worked together for years. Yeah. And then also, you're in the while zone she's in everything that they do. So that was one thing, but yeah. that wasn't the major thing. I overcame that thing. I said, you know what? It doesn't matter. If you get along, we get along. And yeah. this is good because we great chemistry on camera is Brooke and I had great chemistry and she had a very very deep knowledge of cannabis which I do not so I and get that, that that's fine that's fine so you're sure that's why you lost it Jamie was because I didn't lose it I just cannabis. didn't no. like I look would. see here's the thing there's gonna be so many other out, other opportunities as life goes on I'm doing business thing. outlaws by the way so I'm and busy, she's busy. Okay. And there'll, be other, there'll be lots of opportunities 
Yeah. Well, and that's what I was telling the producers. I was like, you know, I, it's they kind of explained to me about the other hosts between me and them. And I said, look, you know, I've hosted Tattoo Titans on CMT. I host music for Travis oh, yeah. Parker. I've uh, done all these different things. So for me, it's like I'm in all the different genres. So that's how I felt like I could benefit for the show mm-hmm. is that I'm not just cannabis. Like the show sure. wouldn't be just concentrated cannabis. It'd be like the demographic I could bring is music, tattoos, lifestyle, all of those things. So I was like, oh, I'm a more, I would be more of a benefit to the show because I would have a more outreach of people. But that's fine. You chose her. That's it's what I fine. thought. See, I thought that too. <laughs> that's what I thought. I just, see, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. it makes more sense because I can. I have more of a reach, outreach of different genres, not just cannabis. But it's fine. I'm fine. Everybody, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. But like you asked me earlier, you were like, oh, are you upset? Are you sad? Are you bitter? I'm like, no, it's their loss, not mine. I would have killed it on that show. So they picked somebody else. That's fine. Oh, she would have. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you didn't pick her. <laughs> you know what? what? No, hang on, hang on, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. But you still Listen, didn't pick me. I, I said what I had to say, and right. at the end of it all, I said, I'm going to leave it up to you, the experts on the team. You figure it out. I overcame one objection for her benefit, and then I left it to the team, and they yeah. still picked Brooke. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. I don't know. I just I fought for you a little bit. I, I know. I appreciate I that. I live in a black and white world. Obviously, with that if, outfit, if you, you do. Um, if, somebody, <laughs> if somebody gives you herpes, it's like they gave you herpes. Like, there isn't like, well, no, I didn't give you, I didn't really, tech, I mean, I had herpes and you didn't have herpes and now you have herpes, but technically I didn't give you, no, you gave me herpes. How does that relate to me not booking this job? Well, he didn't pick you. It wasn't his. He wasn't his no. choice. I took. I was smart. I took. Oh, it. it's somebody else's I, show. Oh, it's listen. No, listen. Oh, Fuck you. Listen. I could. Damn. I could. If I wanted to, I could absolutely step in and do that. But I don't try to get in the way of the experts. So I went to a certain distance and I said, "Okay, it's down to these two. You look at everything and you make the decision." I I will say this: that Mike has been working very hard on the show. Yes. And oh, we, yesterday, I, yes, the um, finale almost made me cry. Yeah. Aww. So what we're doing is working on, on stories that, that came from, from my life that I could tie into every one of the episodes that is relevant to what we're doing. And so right. we can tell stories to educate. Yeah. And uh, so we had to pick a story for every episode and uh, we, we have. The, Just so you know, Brooke, I'm coming for you. So I just want to throw that out there. Hey, don't go. What's that? Tiny Harding on her? I want to meet oh. <laughs> that's a I good wanna, idea Brooke could make it the set guys do we have uh, pictures of Brooke I don't know what is her last I name see what Brooke I looks don't like. know I just, let me find I this whore I bet she's a, I bet she's a br- brunette right yeah no, she's kind of a blondish brunette yeah is it Brooke with an E or I bet she's a, taller right? an E yeah she taller and just put like Snoop she she did the show with Snoop or something Brooke Snoop okay while you're looking that up the next one Michael Snoop that down. I had here on my yep. list on getting paid from slow payers yeah is I see this happen all the time that you'll make a deal, you'll agree on something verbally, and then you'll go to work. And then at the end of the day, there's no agreement and there's no reference point to go back to. So if you don't get paid, you have no recourse. And so even to the point where you might be doing something in a different state, like it's somebody from another state you're doing work for. And then if you don't have an agreement, jurisdiction is going to be the state that they're doing business in. And so you always want to have some sort of written agreement, even if it's just one page long, 
that says what it is you're doing, what you're getting paid, what the terms of payment are, where jurisdiction is, and any contingencies and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. You don't have to have a, a lawyer write it. You can download templates online. For you know, we free. should do a show with, with that. A lot of, you know, when I started business, I think back, I know a lot now, but then I didn't. Like, even simple stuff like, how should I incorporate? What kind of incorporation should it be? Should it be C? Should it be S? LLC. Yeah, yeah, LLC. Yeah, and then corporate bylaws and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I've had to go through hell. That stuff is more intimidating than it actually is, I think. I was more intimidated by it, but it's really just pretty simple at the end of the day. We should do something like that. We will. Okay, what do you think about the agreement thing? Are you good at getting agreements? Yeah. Now I start with with uh, memorandums of understanding that lead to what letters of intent that lead to what's a, a memorandum contract. of understanding? Yeah, it's when you're negotiating back and forth with uh, the terms and condition before you lock it down. This, you, Jamie, this is how important Mike is. He doesn't even meet with people anymore. They just go back and forth with letters of memorandum. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you negotiate, like a carrier you pigeon? negotiate, and then when it's kind of locked down, you do a letter of intent, and most of those are are, are really pretty legal if, if written the right way, and they're very binding and then you go to an actual contract do you do that before you actually meet them no like oh no you usually i meet the, i meet with the people see what the hell's what's up am i interested do i like them they like us and then it starts yeah then it's the letter of memorandum yeah from there memorandum of understanding is this her um, I'm really... oh yeah that's her can Great. i see what? is she beautiful i'm cuter for they're, sure they're both cuter. you know what they're both gorgeous. To the camera. Well, you, yeah, you can edit it in too. Well, I mean, she's a completely different look. I just want to say Jane. she right. has no Instagram. Okay. All right. So what? that's a game. That's a that's a negative zero right there. Not for me. I but, prefer okay. my girl not having Instagram. Right, but she's not coming to be your girlfriend. She's coming to host a that's show. That's right. So she has no way of marketing on Instagram. Well, I think too, like she has a mole just on let, her. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Like that Cindy Crawford mole. <laughs> Beauty mark. Yeah, you don't have that. Pronounce her last name for me, please. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, God. and and I thank you, Jamie. Jamie three Berg zero. Is she German? <laughs> Bergelstaufen. What is that? What is that? Know. Yeah, it's like sauerkraut. Read it out loud, Mike. Read read her last name for me, please. Go ahead. Mike oh, might need to take a hit of Bergstaller. Wow. Brook 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 Bergstaller. <laughs> Yeah, I take two hits. Just so saying, my, Jamie my Fox advice, Jamie, is better. next time you go on a, on an audition, you need to put a little mole right here, a little fake mole. Change my last name to something really German. Jamie German Lyman. I don't know that that's what got her the game. Um, and Jamie, mm-hmm. you were taller than her too. That's a bad oh, thing. By an inch, that's Probably. good. No, that was that was four. Five that eight, was boo-boo. for you. Five eight. Five seven. Well, I remember. Wait, are you pointing out stuff again that didn't get her the gig, but? Well, but that you personally like. Well, I, I'm I getting, didn't give her. There, there, there's a message <laughs> to all this, Jamie. She <laughs> knew her cannabis shit deep. You may want Einstein. to stack Daddy. the deck in your favor a little bit more da- because Daddy there will be some... next times. Yeah, and Daddy's giving you some advice here. It's you know, sometimes you got to do what's right for the show and not necessarily what's right for your heart. Look, what I said was it's <laughs> well, it's look, true. It's like emotion of a relationship of sorts. I would have killed it. And I already, oh, I'm just telling I'm, you, you. I've already done you, network you, you TV. Do you, you put, know what? You do you put on this fake facade for everything? No, this is a real deal. This is me. No, but you see you, my mug? You're pretending. Oh, fuck you. Her mug says <laughs> really? boss lady. The inside of the mug says, I'm not bossy. I am the boss. 
<laughs> so the inside says, this, like is, this is Patricia's sure. mug. This is not my mug. Okay, well, I, I just to get back on to the point here, I feel like you're more disappointed. You know, Cody, Cody on. on the other hand, she never even tried. tried Why didn't you try out, To Cody? go for the show. I didn't She's know. not a host, bro. Oh. I actually have a story though Jamie's that like the damn you guys are just to. knocking me down a peg what, how about this the girl union leader of hosts I had someone not pay me before and yeah, I had to like keep messaging this person messaging them and they're like oh your check got lost in the mail uh oh so I had to send my address again two more weeks fast oh your check's still lost in the mail so I was like you know what let me google this guy's company and see if there's yeah. any like sure as shit someone was like this guy doesn't pay his people he says checks get lost in the mail and I was like so I screenshotted it, sent it to him, and I got PayPal pretty quick. Wow. So do your so, research. Ah, there you go. Do a, little, do, do a little digging research. before you do business with someone. Let Absolutely. me go ahead and give a pro tip. Don't get paid through PayPal because they take a tax percentage. Fuck that. Venmo doesn't, though. And it's not traceable under $10,000. Hey. <laughs> The, who the hell are you, Jamie Fox? I'm a business outlaw. I would have had right away. Still never got those lost checks yet either. Really? That works. Wow. This blonde hair makes up? me feisty. I don't know. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Venmo doesn't what? By, by the way, hang on. Venmo? Grandpa, are you serious? Hey, grandpa. You Venmo, Venmo is an is? app, a money app, where you can transfer funds back and forth. But with PayPal, the government can audit and check every transaction, whether it's a penny or $10,000. With Venmo, under ten grand, the government can't check it, and there's no trace of it. Now, Jamie, and it's untaxable. I know you're just Do saying this for, for anymore? <laughs> you're, ta- you're saying this for information purposes only. I am 100% sure you pay all your taxes on time. I like do. You should. All right. Hell yeah. And you I pay claim my... everything that you should. Absolutely. If you're, for you. if you're working for the IRS and listening, you should probably check into Jamie's. Oh my God. Don't no. say that. God, no. I definitely <laughs> pay all my taxes. I am a law abiding citizen. Then why would you be worried about it being non-traceable? I'm not. I'm just saying that Venmo, that's <laughs> their whole be? pitch. I'm telling you what Venmo pitches. This is what they use as their selling tool. I'm not saying that to be shady. I'm saying this is what Venmo says. Okay. I'm, I, oh my God. I pay my taxes. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Mike said it. I didn't say. Golly. Well, why do you know about this ten thousand dollars? Because that's how Venmo. About all it's that on their website. And it's not traceable. The government can trace, and now they can't yeah, trace. Well, I don't about. know. That's why. That's what Venmo. Put, shady. That's what oh. Venmo says. Oh. I'm repeating what Venmo says. All right. Okay. The last one I had on my list for collecting money from clients and getting paid yes. by slow pairs was to charge for a consultation. Up front. Oh, absolutely. Qualifies them. Yeah. yeah. So, like in a lot of situations. I won't meet with somebody to talk about doing business with them unless there's a deposit. Correct. Because it shows, it weeds through the, you know, the time wasters that just want to waste my time. It's the same thing in marketing. You try to get someone to go, like, we'll give you this huge package and everything. Charge you 99 cents. Whatever. Charge you 99 cents. Bunch of stuff in there, right? Whatever. 99 cents because that person got their credit card out and they raised their hand. And a paying customer is a far superior lead than just, a, a cold lead by far yeah so like if you have what mike's saying is you have if you have a funnel up on your website and you charge like 99 cents for a download of something right. your conversion ratio to them buying your bigger product will go up dramatically if they've spent 99 cents if you give them that thing for free and they haven't right. spent money your conversion or them buying something else goes way down Right? Is that what you're Correct, yeah. saying? And so in conclusion of all this, the yes. thing that I would say is I hire a lot of vendors and how vendors see themselves 
is a good indicator to me how they're going to do the job. So if you hire a copywriter and they want a consultation fee and their prices are medium to high, you can expect that they're going to approach the work and do it right. I'm not looking for a discount. I'm looking for an outcome. And if they're asking me my desired outcome, then I know that we're on the same page. If they just want the job and they just want to get paid, then it usually is just a transaction and they don't have their heart in it, if that makes sense. So how you approach that is going to frame how people are going to interact with you and do business. So asking for money up front, having an agreement, appearing professional. People pay attention once they paid you. Yeah. They're going to listen to you more. Oh, and you get more money up front, the more they're going to do the plan that you lay out for them, especially when you're a consultant. Yeah. What did we learn, Jamie? To get money that I did not book the marijuana millionaire, and Brooke has a weird last name. Wait, I got one tip. What about the mole? I don't really mind the mole. It's pretty. So, these millennial kids—they're all what are they? Contractors? They're freelancers. Freelancers. Fifty percent of millennial workers. So what do you do? Here's a strategy to hire a freelancer who who doesn't want a full time job. I do this all the time. when I find a person who's really, really high quality, I want them, and they're a freelancer. How can I bring them into, into my tribe? So it goes like this. Hey, you know, I see that you're, you know, independently employed now and you're working for yourself and that's really cool. I said, you must have a lot of oscillations. Like sometimes your money's not very good and, you know, sometimes the money's really great. I said, you know what I like to do? I like to offer you stability. How would you like to know that you have a paycheck every single week? And by the way, you can work out of your house and we're going to make it really easy for you. And you can start part time, start like 10 hours or 15 hours. And you have this thing that you can count on that's always there to pay the bills. And then you still do your other thing. And now everything is profit for you. And it's a lot better. And they do that. Now, here's what happens. (laughs) If they're really driven, they'll start for 10 hours, then 15, 20. You make it so freaking easy to come and do business with you, 30, 40. Next thing they know, you're pretty well the only client, and they're they're working whatever it is that you need to do. Quite frequently, that has been the scenario, and that is how you hire a independent or contractor and bring them into your tribe if you want. You're building that loyalty. And you also get a chance to try them out. Yeah, you do. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I like that. All right, guys, this is Business Outlaws. Make sure you subscribe. I almost said swipe up, but that doesn't make sense. Uh, Make sure you (laughs) subscribe. Instagram in your head. Swipe up. Make sure you subscribe, businessoutlaws.com. Big Mike, Chris Collins, Jamie Foxx, we out. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great show.